This season, the Old Gold Club and Wolves TV Matchday Live are powered by Blythe Group. An industry-leading construction company and family-run business since 1982, driving investment and infrastructure across the UK. Blythe Group's mission is to provide an unrivaled service based on innovative, bespoke building solutions and comprehensive customer support. If you're a skilled tradesperson and you want to join the team that powers our team, contact their bases in Wolverhampton, Manchester or Maidenhead via theblythegroup.co.uk. Blythe Group. Big enough to deliver, small enough to care. Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group, official partner of Wolverhampton Wanderers. So hello there, I'm Mikey Burrows. Welcome along to another episode of Old Gold Club, My Golden Game. Delighted to say, taking a bit a uh, break from his very busy schedule, because he is here, there and everywhere these days, Mr Matt Murray. How are you, my friend? I'm all good, Mikey. How are you, my man? I'm good. I'm good. Um, how are you finding life at the minute? Because, as I say, you do so much media work these days, and you've also got a proper job on the side and a young family as well i mean you're pretty much superman to be doing everything you're doing at the minute mate i don't feel like superman because <laughs> the wolves fans will not be surprised to know i'm actually injured at the moment Mikey. What? so part as you say i you know i advise players you know helping players who uh you know players current players work with them um my media schedule is manic in the car all the time got my children up in leeds my little boy down here so that's manic and you know sort of career being a dad you know and I love that is the best thing in the world for me I love watching the wolves absolutely flying but a big part of my life is the gym and unfortunately I spent too much time in the gym in my wolves career Um, but it's something that I've always done you know 10 years retired now but I love throwing the weights around and I gotta let it go big man I tried to lift a weight that was a bit bit you know I lifted it wrong and it's put me back out so I've, uh, yeah so I'm frustrated with that so that's been affecting me sleep but apart from that my man honestly it's, look it's really tough with lockdown I think for everybody the hardest bit for me is not seeing my my parents you know um, yeah. they're shielding but apart from that honestly mate my kids are just oh, unbelievable and seeing the job Nuno's doing as well is nice so all in all my friend life is good because it, it's the it's the balance, I guess, that people will will have always seen in you in that kind of desire to to get yourself into the best shape you can possibly be, and also that desire to be in and around football. That, but and maybe some of that is because it, it was taken away from you so early. Yeah, I, I did feel that I, you know, my career was ended too short, and I didn't achieve what I wanted to achieve. Um, but that's life. Life isn't fair. Still to have pulled on the wool shirt a hundred times was amazing to play in some of the games I did was amazing with some of the people I did and the people I met and, and to have joined Wolves at the age of nine and get to play in the first team was was unreal but 100% I didn't feel I achieved everything that I should have um, it wasn't through lack of hard work it was just you know it was bad luck um, but saying we've got some amazing friends from the game but I did find it tough to let it go um, but then that's why I stayed in the game coaching media still for me nothing beats playing but 
when you work with a young player and they go on then and do something and which can be life changing and it's an amazing buzz um getting paid to watch football you know again like you've got lockdown now i'm still going into the stadiums you know i'm there even though there's no fans there i'm one of the privileged few that's able to watch a game so look your health is your wealth um but to to stay in football, to do the job you love, as say, over 10 years retired now, I'm still involved in the game, then, then yeah, I'm very, very blessed to still be involved with the, the game that I love that has provided a, a nice life for me as well. And I, I need that routine. I like that routine. I like that structure, getting out there. Um, but yeah, I'll always, I don't think I'll ever lose that little bit of what might have been, what might have been. It's interesting, though, because you say 10 years retired. Obviously, I was kind of with you at that time and we kind of worked on your testimonial. And obviously, I was there when you started your transition into media. So it's been fascinating watching you um, kind of, I don't want to say grow and develop, but you know what I mean? Like, because you're still the same Matty to me, but Hmm. that, you know, it's been fascinating to watch you on that journey. Yeah, you evolve, don't you? And you find your way. And I think it's the same. Like you don't just end up playing in Wolves first team. You take your time and you play in the parks and this and that and the centre of excellence. And then you earn this contract, that contract. And then eventually you get into the first team and the more experience you get, you feel the better, the more at home you feel and you find your way. Uh, same with coaching. And then it's the same with the media side of things. When you first go in, you know, you're just literally thrust into it. But starting the radio with you was really, really good. And helpful and I love commentating on Wolves doing the co-commentary you teaching me the rules and then obviously ended up on Sky Sports and look and we had great banter didn't we along the way but yeah. you know there were certain rules when you do the co-coms that you know you, 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 you people might presume you know but you don't you know and I'm there to say why it's happening you're saying what's happening and really when it's in either end you know attacking and you know whenever it's in the, the de- defensive third or the final third whatever you want to say let you got you take over first because it's something could happen and then there's times when you feel it you find your way how you bounce off people very fortunate to get into sky love working for sky sports but you know there's been a it's not just you don't just arrive there like you don't just arrive in the first team you know you rush home from school and you go to center of excellence and your parents rush you around and you do this you do that and you know some of the sides of the media bits wasn't all glamorous you know it probably cost me more to do the game than it did for my fee or yeah. I worked for free and I'd be doing my stats and doing my research and eventually then Sky Sports came and everything else and you look at other people and think why are they successful what have they done again like I used to look at Mike Stowell all the time why has he played all those games for Wolves so I modelled myself on him but then I had to be me and it's like that with the media that the more confident I've got I've found how different shows work and the dynamics found my style and I feel I enjoy it don't want to take it for granted I still can always improve but um, but Wolves doing well as well is is just so nice, and I just you know can't wait for in a way to get a bit more normal structure kickoff time, and then hopefully I'm back on doing uh, more Wolves games because that was so nice in lockdown yeah. to get to do so many of the Wolves games. So yeah, it's been a long journey with the media. I actually started it before I retired, um, and that's a little bit when you know I know it's gone off on one here a bit, but you got the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, and sometimes people say, oh, you only get a gig because of your colour, uh, and that 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 hurts a bit because you think, well, no, I've been on a long journey. I work hard and um, I think there should be diverse representation in in, in everything. But ultimately I want to feel that I'm there because I've got the ability and I know that I've worked hard and earned my stripes to, to get there. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, you talk about kind of wishing that you played more games mm. and yet 
for you selecting one golden game, it's actually really difficult because Dennis Irwin's already stolen the playoff final. So I was insistent mm. that you had to pick another game. And obviously most people would expect the playoff final to, to be your golden game. So I'm clearly putting it out there that I told you you weren't allowed that because Dennis <laughs> has bagged it. And so I wanted you to pick one more and you kind of narrowed it down to two. So yeah. is the one that's just edged it in the end? Yeah, so I'd always say that um, apart from the player final, there's sort of three games that Wolves fans talk to me about. Norwich City away, we won 1-0 on a Tuesday night, ended up with nine men. And especially in the first half, you still see people like Darren Huckabee around now and it was just one of those games where you sort of save everything. But there was a, a lot of, you know, we'd come off the back of some bad results, but that set us on a really good run. Um, I loved, loved the the second one. Would I'd say ranking them in order. So Norwich third, second would be when we beat Newcastle in the FA Cup. It was still on FA Cup Classics. The fat Newcastle were riding high. It was under lights. We hadn't had the best of times. Kickstarted our season. It was, you know, the 2002-2003 promotion campaign. Alan Shearer playing for them. Bellamy, Jermaine Genus, you know, Shea giving in goals. So Bobby Robson's their manager. They're flying high in the Premier League. And we went on on a rocket. I can't explain to you. Playing under Molyneux on lights is just amazing. That was the first FA Cup game I'd actually played in. I'd been sub loads of times so that was an amazing amazing night uh, playing with the likes of Jolene Lescott Robbie um, Lee Naylor Georgian Dar scoring you know it was just amazing so I loved that but the one Mikey that stands out for me and I think because when you join Wolves at the age of nine you realise the I won't say hatred but the rivalry the passion in these games we'd had in that season we played uh, those lot from down the road, you know, uh, we played them in a few, couple of games. We hadn't played each other for a while and um, we we got beaten 3-0 twice, uh, once in the league, once in the FA Cup. So that hurt. Um, I remember they played them in the FA Cup and they beat us 3-0 and they put the carrier bags on the seats behind the goal and their players doing the easy clap. And you're thinking as a professional footballer, that's horrible. My performance wasn't good enough, hurt me, felt I didn't turn up. Um even going back, like I remember one of the first times I travelled was to West Brom away and Kev Kilban whipped a free kick over the wall. But I remember doing a warm-up in that game and the intensity. They'd beaten us in the, uh, you know, pipped us to second place in the in the championship. And again, all the grief we'd taken. So I, I, this, this bit, you just knew the rivalry of playing West Brom. So we, we would have been doing well in the championship. We knew that if we won this game, we'd have a great chance of cementing our places and placing the playoffs. So we've been hurt twice earlier, but we went and we beat West Brom 1-0 at Molyneux. And it's probably one of the best games I'd had in a Wolves shirt. And, uh, but just the fact I knew what it meant to the fans, what it meant for us that season. Um, yeah, so I'm going to say that is my game, Mikey. 11th of March, 2007, 1-0 against West Brom. Uh, Jay Bothroyd, with the goal, it was Murray, Edwards, Breen, uh, Jody Craddock came on for Gary Breen, Neil Collins, McNamara, Mackindo, Bothwood came on for him, Olafiniana, Potter, Kitely, Mark Davis came on for Kites, uh, Ward and Keogh. Um, with some kind of two names on there on the who are unused subs, uh, Butts and Clapham. Uh, I, I do want to talk to you at some point about Jan Butts, so we might not get enough time on this episode <laughs> of this one. But um, 
it's fascinating that game because it was your eighth match unbeaten and the sixth mm-hmm. win in a row. And Mick talked afterwards about it kind of, you know, only being a point off the leader Sunderland at the time and, and what yeah. could happen. Yeah, it was amazing and it gave us real belief. But if you actually listen to that squad you just read out there, and I bet if you read out the West Brom squad, they're like Kumas, Kamara, Dean Kiley, Curtis Davis, you know, I think Clement, the centre back who used to play for Chelsea, they were a lot more experienced than us. Kevin and Phillips. they'd sort of Yeah, Kevin Phillips. And it had been like boys against men when we'd played them the first couple of times. But that shows you testament to the recruitment that Mick had done, the way he coached everyone. Some of those players went on to be very, very good players for Wolves. Um, that was their sort of debut season for Michael Kitely, for Stephen Ward, Andy Keogh, people like that. And they'd all come from either Irish League, non-league, League One, League Two. You know, Craig Davis, come, was it Mark Davis or Craig Davis coming on? I, I imagine it was Mark. Yeah, I, for some reason I'm thinking Craig Davis. No, it was striker. Mark Davis. Mark Davis came on and he was playing that young. So there you go then. So Mark Davis was proper young then. Really, really young. Yeah. And, and and that's what I'm saying. So that team there, we had Gary Breen, he'd gone off and Jody Craddock coming on, but we were relatively, I was one of the oldest players in there. I think after Shay, Shay, Jody, Breeny, then I was probably, the, and I was only about 25, 26. <laughs> I'm one of the oldest players. And you're playing in that game, but we had gone on a really good run. We'd had a difficult patch. And I think it might have been that Norwich game away where we, kicked on and I think we'd have lost to West Brom in the FA Cup just before that and then we really really kicked on and went on that run with with momentum we did that. Jack McNamara was an experienced player as well who'd come back from a cruciate injury but yeah it was just you knew if we won that game we were right up there and you, who knows what could happen um, but we went in there with that I could just remember I mean I haven't the focus I had for that game I can't explain to you Mikey I was so disappointed the other two I've been desperate to play in a black country derby I've been on the bench I've been involved I've not played in one I was so so desperate because when you lose them you do not want to go anywhere or be seen when you've joined the Wolves at age of nine you know what it means to the yeah. fans early you know the, you have to get into the ground three hours before kickoff they shut all the roads because you know the rivalry the intensity um, so I was so so determined that I was going to be I don't want to sound arrogant. I want to, I'm going to be the man today. Nothing is going past me. I train like a demon. I work so hard. I was so focused. And uh, yeah, I loved that game. So it's not nerves then, it, like my adrenaline then, because you believe um, you're confident that you're going to be the man. So it's not like you're kind of you know like oh my god, this is such a big occasion. No, I, I get nerves. Um, I certainly got nerves when we played at the Hawthorns, the first one. You know, and I, I sometimes nerves could, and it was funny because you used to see the lads and they always say, oh yeah, you seem calm in control and say to a lot of those boys in the dressing room, I was one of the older ones. But I remember the game at the Hawthorns, I was nearly sick with nerves. I was that nervous um, because I just, and, uh, but I needed nerves. I like nerves. Sometimes when I didn't have it, then it, I didn't play as well. So I, but I had the balance was right. Yes, I had that feeling probably a couple of nights before the game 
going to bed with the butterflies. That little bit of stuff, you know, is a big game coming. But it's, this is the thing that probably a lot of players will tell you. When you wake up on that morning of a match day and you've got that tight feeling in your stomach and, and you know, you just, you've got that you know, bit of the adrenaline, the excitement. But for me, once I got in with the lads and I was around the squad and then I did my warm up and I used to do a lot of affirmations. So I because as a goalkeeper, it's hard. You might not get a touch for a while, but you've got to be in the zone. So I used to do a lot of affirmations and I just visualised, literally, I own my box. The box is my house. It's my manor. I, you know, I have got amazing reflexes. You know, I'm, I'm big, I'm strong, I'm brave and all these things that I'm going to be, you know, and I'm confident and I, and, and I communicate well. And I was just telling myself and I was seeing myself squeezing up the defence, taking crosses, making saves. And I just was playing it out. And I, as I say to you, I felt in really good physical condition which is rare for me. Uh, and I felt, you know, I felt injury free. I felt good. But I, yeah, I just felt like a man possessed. I was just, yeah, really, really focused for that game. And once it kicked off, you can just feel the intensity. But yeah, it was wicked, man. It, it, in a way, though, was it almost too high a high? Like you peaked too soon because you, you lose three of the next four games after that, which is kind of bonkers having been in the run of form that you were. And it includes that famous 6-0 home defeat to Southampton where you got cheered off. Yeah, that that was just a freak game, that. And I had people come over. My pen pal from Germany came over. I hadn't seen for ages. And everything they hit went in. And it was probably the worst game. I got golden glove that season, but <laughs> it was the worst game I've ever had in my life. And I remember I had to take him out for food afterwards and I couldn't speak. I was devastated. Um, but it was one of them, their keeper. I think their keeper got man of the match, Biakowski. Saved everything. Uh, honestly, he was unbelievable. Saved penalties and all that sort of stuff. But that win against West Brom had sort of set us up, given us that little bit of breathing space. Of course, it was disappointing to lose those games. But still, when you go and beat a team like West Brom with such a strong squad, then you, you, you do get that belief. So I don't think we peaked too early. I think we overachieved. We did overachieve that season. If you think of all the people who had left in the summer, uh, I think Jolien had gone. Uh, Lee Naylor left early on. Kenny Miller... You know, Mark Kennedy, there were a lot of big names, Incy, it all gone. Uh, then we, Glenn Hoddle left and then Mick came in late and say a lot of change. Um, so to 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 get to where we were was, you know, we were playing our four four two. we knew what we were about, we worked hard, we played with whip, hungry players who were just desperate to establish themselves. So... Yes, we lost. Went on a few. Went on a few runs, probably through the season where where it wasn't quite ideal. But Mick was just amazing. Just got the best out of us all. TC, Bobby, Mims, everyone like that was just unreal. And um and and yeah, and we we had a belief and a unity. No one ever blamed each other. Kept training hard. We're on it. And um yeah, so we look. The main thing is we did get into the playoffs. I think we had to beat Leicester on the last game of the season. That guaranteed us getting in, and that ended up being my last game in a competitive game for Wolves um, we well this is the thing because there yeah. are people who will say that had you not got injured on the eve of those playoffs mm. that Wolves would have beaten Albion over those two legs Look, you, you never know um, as I said to you you know, my debut season, we got promoted in 2002-2003 um, I felt in the playoff final I played alright, played my part um, so when we were going into those semi-finals I felt really, really confident. I felt so good. Um, we'd had that game against West Brom, we won 1-0. You know, it was nice. I'd been voted into Championship Team of the Year. I'd won the Golden Glove. Um, Wolves fans had voted me Player of the Year. The players had voted me Player of the Year. Uh, there was a thing called Championships. So all the 
he went every time he played away. The opposition fans would, you know, the home fans, as it were, would vote for their player of the season and won that. I couldn't believe it. So it was like, for me, I felt, I felt good. You know what I mean? I never, I always was wanted more and worked hard and wanted more, wanted more. But I, did, I was going in thinking this semi-final, like, of course you're nervous and you know what it means, but I've been there and done it before. you got to remember, you know, I've been there and I wanted to be there with the boys. And then when I came and took that cross, Mick said, look, defend this last set piece. Then it's into small-sided games if you want it or you can go in. So I thought, oh, I'll just take this cross, it's all done. I'll probably stay out the young, the old, and I'll, I'll just go in and make sure I'm ready for the next day. I used to like maybe doing just a few finished shots, a few saves, earn my saves, and then go in. Took this thing and I went over one of the defenders, who, a young lad who just heard me call keepers, sees 16 and a half stone flying towards him, makes a back, and I fly over and crack my shoulder. I knew it was bad. I looked at Mick and he said, in you go, went to see the specialist straight away. I'm saying just inject it, inject it, take the pain away, I can play. Especially like you're 25 years of age, 26 years of age. You've got to get through two semi-finals, late games, then potentially a final. If you land on this again, you you could be career over. I'm not, I can't do this. You know, I'm not doing it. So we made the decision that we wouldn't tell Wayne, who was a young man at the time, had a really good loan spell at Stockport. But Mick was brave and thought he could play Michael Oakes. No, he's going to play, he's going to play Wayne Hennessy. Carl King was injured and he went for Wayne. And look, Wayne did well. Um, I think at the time, look, Wayne went on to be an unbelievable career keeper and had a fantastic career. But I think it maybe at the time did give West Brom a bit of a boost because I can remember the lads walking in and they saw me in my suit, their players going, oh, so it's true, you are injured, you are injured. And the reason it got out was because my cousin, bless him, I said to him, look, you're going to come all the way down from Glasgow to watch me play. Just, you know, I broke my shoulder last night, keep it to yourself, but oh, I'm out, mate, I'm out. And he told his mate who put it in a chat room and then before you know it, it's everywhere, yeah. you know? And, and that's how it got out. And uh, so, look, Wayno made his debut I feel the way I was playing, it's not only like the saves you make or whatever, when you're experienced and you've been there and you're on your, you're on your game, you can affect a game without touching a ball when you're in goal. Does that make sense? Yeah. The way you talk to your defenders, the way you protect the space, uh, the starting positions you do, the way you manage the game. So look, it, it, I ain't going to lie, it's absolutely to this day guts me up. Guts, guts me up so much, but it wasn't meant to be. I'm not saying that if I'd have played with a one, no chance. That's a that's a big statement to make. And I thought Wayne did really, really well, especially in the circumstances. And that's what showed you that he was going to go on and have the career he did. I mean, what a game to make your debuts in against West Brom's enough, let alone the semi-final yeah. of the playoffs. Um, you know, rocking Molyneux live on Sky. So, yeah, it was disappointing. Um, and you, you always wonder what might have been. Uh, but, you know... Life isn't fair. It is what it is. And uh, it was Wayne's time, not my time. And But I couldn't believe it. Then when I did my cruciate at the end of the next pre-season, when I worked all summer to get my shoulder right, it felt really good again. I had a number one jersey. I was just going to start the season. And just before pre-season finishes, I uh, just doing extra training, being busy as usual. Did my knee. So two things from doing my extra work on the training ground ultimately cost me my career. Thanks for listening to The Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts. Wolves TV, the home of live uninterrupted radio commentary of every single Wolves game. 
But that's not all. Wolves TV also brings you extended and alternative match highlights, interviews with the team, behind-the-scenes features and training coverage, plus see every goal Wolves score from every angle. So check out Wolves TV online at wolves.co.uk or on the move via the Wolves app. 